Welcome to Water and Air, the go-to legal podcast for senior legal professionals looking to take themselves and their teams to the next level by Parul Patel and powered by Fuel and Move. For more information on how Fuel and Move can help set up your legal team for a better version of success, click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to another episode of Water and Air podcast with me, Parul Patel. Today, we're here for people who've just landed a management role in law, or those who are exploring it or are getting ready for it, and of course, their line managers. We're also here for those who just want to explore law from a different perspective. And today, I'm going to be borrowing another bite-sized lesson from Season 2 of Fuel and Move's Catalyze Programme for Legal Career Development. By the end of today's session, you'll be kitted out with three things you need to know to make a safe and secure transition into management as a lawyer. If you've ever had a manager who hasn't thought about these things, you'll know why it's so critical to know these three things as soon as possible in the transition. As a line manager of new managers, make your life easier by sharing this with them and setting them up for a good start and not a hard and fast fall. If you're feeling brave, tell us your real life stories about your first adventure into management. My first expedition was a far, far cry from ideal largely because I went in with the belief that what I had done to get there would stand me in good stead for doing well in the new role too. Oh, the naivety of it. But how would I have known any different? If the materials on management for lawyers is sparse now, it was non-existent back then. And so I was left with mimicking my interpretation of those who had gone before me. And it's simply not ideal. So today, we're going to make sure that your transition is a little smoother, and we'll do that using traffic lights. Red, meaning stop, amber to get ready, and green to move forward. Three ordinary things to action for extraordinary impacts as a manager in law. But before we get into that, why is managing in law so different to general business management? Well, if you're a lawyer, you know, because you understand the nuances of what we do. But let's just pull it out piece by piece. Usually our work comes down to our own individual opinion and advice. And for those in private practice, also our own billing. So it's easy to get used to working relatively alone or in silos. You know, we're conditioned into working with a high level of autonomy. And let's face it, the law for us, is quite an adversarial space. And that comes through in the behaviours that we have and we develop, but it's conditioned. We're responsible for our own performance over everything else. Not really that much actual team togetherness involved. On the other hand, generic management or general management, business management, is premised on a team framework And the journey there involves participating in that team framework, albeit from a different perspective. It already starts off on a different footing. For lawyers, it's simply not true. Then, and this started way before we became lawyers, right? The journey to becoming a lawyer is often fired up by individual competitiveness and a single-minded desire to be the best. 
I mean, just think about it. Just to get to university, you had to be hitting the A stars or top of your class and the extracurricular activities and pretty much just being in the top 2% of everything that you were doing. Like all the superlatives with little room for bringing others along on our journey, because it was all about us and us getting there. There was very little space for us to be involved in things which were about setting other people up for success or bringing other people along the journey. It's not like an intentional thing or a mean thing. It's just just how, how it's structured. And then going from the past and into the future, we look ahead and we're drawn to progress by following in the footsteps of those who have gone before us. But this fails to consider that we know way more now. How we work is different. The expectations, the requirements, it's all different. Our role as lawyers has significantly changed from the days when we could get away with providing an academic assessment of a situation. Clients want advice and recommendations to help make their decision-making smarter, easier, better. And we're expected to work in multidisciplinary teams to deliver business-impacting projects. Things have changed, and we need to too. So, now you're ready to shift into management, or you're just about to bring in a new manager into your team. I mean, I guess you want to make that a smooth and safe transition for everyone concerned, right? So let's get back to those traffic lights. Red. This is about things we need to dump, stop, just let go of. It's dead weight that we just need to lose. And this dead weight is the myth that I talked about before, the belief that I had when I went into my first management role, that doing more of the same, whatever got me to that place of promotion, is what will help me shine as a manager. It's simply not true. It will open the door, but it's not going to help you in the next phase. It's nowhere near enough, actually. And it certainly won't help you get further up the ladder to hold on to this mistaken belief. So get rid of that belief and start focusing on, well, what will? What will help me shine in this role as a manager? What will set me up for the next step in the ladder? That's a great question and a smooth segue into Amber, getting ready. And if you are a manager, do you know exactly what it is that you're managing that gives you that title? For instance, are you responsible for projects, a group of clients, a team of people, a budget? What is it that you're managing that gives you the management title? And then do you know what's expected of you? I mean, don't worry if you don't, because you're not alone. And in many cases, even your line managers won't have thought about it in too much detail. So this is a great opportunity to build those relationships, get to know each other and help each other get the clarity you need to thrive. It's going to be good for you because you'll know what you're supposed to be doing and how to deliver most value in a way that matters most. But it'll also set your line manager up to look great to their line manager and to their bosses. So think about it, you know, are you expected to do more work with the same number of people? And then think about, right, so now I know what I'm managing. I know what the expectations of me are. I know what the rules of the game are. Now, have you set yourself up to deliver the results and value in alignment with all those expectations? Have you got the help? Have you got the support? Have you got the resources to do it? 
And if performance indicators haven't yet been identified or identified in a way that really drives you, even better, because you can set your own and then share them above, below, across. So when you go out and you're out doing your thing, it's very clear what it is that you're doing it, why you're doing it, and you can bring people along with the journey. And I guess Red's allowed you to dump the stuff that's holding you back. Amber's got you ready and set up to move forward. So it must be time for green to move forward. And no matter what your Amber discovery phase finds out about what you're managing, your success here and into the next move will be decided by people and how you manage them. Up, down and across. And your results against the shared goals and the unspoken priorities of those who make the decisions. And this is the setup for the third thing that you need to know. And it's no. I mean, N-O, no. And how quickly and effectively you learn to deploy this small, little, unassuming word. Don't underestimate the power of this little word. It is a power tool for your new role. Of course, it's absolutely critical to know when and how to say no for optimal impact and when to say yes. Why? Well, above all else, it demonstrates that you can be trusted with scarce resources. But say no too often and you'll be seen as a handbrake to the business. Don't use it enough or in the right situations and you'll be seen as a soft touch and not trustworthy to be responsible for resources, much less clients and lawyers. For example, when to say yes to a client's last minute unrealistic expectation and when to politely say no in more palatable terms. Let me give you a a real life example. I was coaching a lawyer, let's call him Peter, calls me one day absolutely besides himself stressed because he had been pulled into an impromptu call, we've all been there, by a client, not one of his clients, of another lawyer let's call her Jane. Uh, Jane was on holiday. So you know when you get your holiday notes and there's like, oh, Peter will take care of this matter. It was one of those situations. There'd be no prep or anything. So Peter knew, didn't really know anything about the matter, but found himself stuck on this hour-long call before 9am and during a time when he needed to be preparing for his own client call at 9am. But afraid to say no, he got stuck in that call with Jane's client. What was the end result? Well, not only was Jane's client not pleased because of course Peter couldn't really affect anything or say anything productive, but Peter's client now is also a little bit knocked off because Peter turned up to the call not as well prepared as he should have been. And he was stressed out, but definitely not operating in his best self. How much more productive and valuable would it have been for Peter, Jane, Jane's client and Peter's client if he had just taken the courage and confronted the discomfort and taken charge of that conversation with Jane's client and just said, you know what, I can't speak right now. Let's rearrange the call for another time. Then he could have prepared for his own client call and then dealt with Jane's client in his flow, in his zone but he got railroaded into a situation that he wouldn't. And why? Because of that small little word. One small, ordinary word could have been the gateway for a win that was like two birds with one stone. 
and an extraordinary outcome. Not to mention that those watching from behind the scenes, like his managers, would have got confirmation of his ability to manage and start to set himself up maybe for leadership if that's what he wants. You know, but at least you're showing that, yeah, I'm in this management role and I have got the confidence to do this. I operate with authority, with confidence and poise. Now, I won't be pushed around. I'm also going to be looking after the people I need to look after. These are the attributes that set people up for progress. In fact, when I do a quick horizon scan of the people who seem to excel and accelerate, they all seem to have grasped how to handle this power tool of that small two-letter word. I mean, it forms the basis of, of good advocacy practice as a manager. Because remember, as a manager, it's no longer just about you, but it's about those around you. In fact, it's more about those around you. So when you say yes, when you should really say no, it has a ripple effect, right? It impacts far more than just you. This podcast, Water and Air, is about you. And whilst I've shared some insights, the real power comes when you share your invaluable insights and tips that worked for you in practice time and time again. And we want to find out what those are and how it's worked for you and those around you. If you're not a lawyer and you're a client just trying to eavesdrop into lawyer conversations, we want to hear from you. We really want to hear from you. Drop your thoughts and insights into the comments box too. As we wrap up this episode on three things you need to know for a smooth and safe transition into management as a lawyer, let's recap quickly how you can help your lawyers shift into management and set up for a good start not a hard and fast fall. Remember the traffic lights for a smooth and safe traffic flow. Red, what you did to get here isn't enough to help you shine in management. Amber, getting ready for management. Ask the questions to find out and clarify your role and the expectations. And green, go, no go. Master the art of delivering a well-timed and well-framed no as part of good team advocacy practice. Thanks for listening. I'm already looking forward to next time when we'll be raising the curtain on getting into leadership in law. See you next time. Thank you for being part of the Water and Air community. Make sure you never miss an episode release by subscribing and reviewing the podcast below. Also, leave your questions in the comments box and we'll try to answer them in future episodes. For the latest on performance optimization for lawyers, you can visit fuelandmove.com. We are so looking forward to you joining us next time.